0: And welcome to the inaugural episode of Scare Me, a podcast where I, Taya Morash, and my friend and co-host, Philip Goodridge, talk about scary movies. Phil is obsessed with them.
1: That is correct. Correct.
0: Um, And I am not, but I am a willing participant. I am an interested bystander, and I want to hear what he has to say. And-
1: uh, It balances things out. It does. It's too far for me. I'm too far gone, but you-
0: You're you're down the rabbit hole. You're down the scary movie rabbit hole, and I'm still up above. But I'm looking down the rabbit hole. I'm looking in, I see you down there. I'm I'm interested.
1: I'm gonna show you things down here.
0: But I don't want to, I'm still, my feet are still hooked over the top and I'm just, my head is down the rabbit hole and I'm I'm ready to see more but I don't want to, I don't want to let go. I'm loving
1: this analogy so much.
0: <laughs> so this is our first episode. It is.
1: And for the first episode, I thought it would be neat to talk about where it is October, the horror month uh everyone's looking to watch horror movies but I kind of wanted to talk about ones a little bit off the beaten track but like so you if you were to have say an a-thon of horror movies yes
0: I do like an a-thon, in I general love any
1: kind of a-thon. what would be I want to know what would be your like go-to films
0: okay from somebody a a lay person yeah. as it were like myself
1: You're like it's Halloween month I'm gonna get a Bunch of friggin' horror movies together or just Halloween themed because they're a kid Halloween themed movies. Like, what would you what would you throw together for your little okay. a-thon?
0: So my childhood horror movie series was the Nightmare on Elm Street yes. series. Yes. I think... For most people, when they were a kid, there was that one horror movie or that one horror movie series that kind of that opened the door. Yes. Yeah, opened the door to the whole genre of horror. And for me, that was at a little bit too early an age. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: And was it the first one or the third one?
0: The third one.
1: The third one. Was, which is, Was my first one. Which is an excellent one. You were how old?
0: I am not sure, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that I was at least one year too young because it stayed with me in a
1: serious way. That one has some serious—the worm thing— on the bed, I saw that picture, an image of Freddie as a worm eating poor uh, Patricia Arquette. Uh, was Patricia Arquette, right? I think it was. Yeah, He was eating her from the bottom of her bed. And I saw that. Remember the hostess chips had those little like movie yes. cards? And I saw that and I like, for the better part of a year as a child, I hadn't seen the movie. Um, my horror cherry was popped later in life. Uh, but I saw that... Picture and I slept with like my knees hugged up to my chest <laughs> because he was obviously gonna get me in my dreams at the base of my bed. I don't know how much good that would have done. Like he would just like have inched forward and got me anyway. He's mobile, he's very mobile. Yeah, so he can, he and he would, ch- he was like, Oh, you're not there. I'll change into another thing because he gets you in your
0: dreams. That's why Nightmare on Elm Street, and I don't want to get off topic because I know you want to talk about some horror movies that are a little bit more off the beaten path. This is important. It is important to me. I think that's why Nightmare on Elm Street, it stayed with me a lot because it was the first horror movie that I saw. But I think also for a child, especially, the whole premise of Nightmare on Elm Street is more frightening than almost anything else. Like if you compare it even to a Friday the 13th. Oh my God, yes. Like it is so much more sinister.
1: And even when it gets silly, because there are, let, let's be serious. There is some silliness, cheesiness. Love it, love the franchise. I actually only recently saw the full franchise. We'll talk about that. But even when it's silly, and you're like, oh, that was a really great Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I don't see the silly part and this part. And then you like turn off the lights. and You're like, he's going to kill me in my dreams. And there's nothing I can do about it. Am I dreaming right now? <laughs>
0: Are we dreaming right now?
1: That's that's the feeling. You turn off the lights. You're like, could be now because you don't know. You don't. Back to the Athon. What other? Yeah. What else would you throw in the? Obviously, a nightmare. So, around.
0: Nightmare on Elm Street definitely would be in the Athon. I'm gonna go right into left field right now and say um, uh, Garfield Halloween, oh a special God, yes, for sure, which uh, isn't strictly a scary movie.
1: Parts of it are scary. That old man is. Horrifying. Definitely kept me awake when I was a child. He leans right in there and it's like the treasure. Very scary. Yeah, especially as a
0: child and an adult. So what else would I have in my
1: a-thon? I feel like a lot of people would like default to the Friday the 13th franchise, which is great. The Halloween movies, obviously.
0: I was trying to be a little bit rebellious in my choices, but maybe I just need to, you know, just admit that that's what I would do.
1: Those would be great choices. Also, I bet you would watch Candyman.
0: I would.
1: Candyman's so good.
0: Oh, so scary. No, it's
1: really good. Virginia reboot? Uh, there were some sequels. Oh, you know who's Jordan Peele? Yes. Is planning a reboot and I can get behind that.
0: That's what I read recently. Yeah, he is great. And
1: And other people like on some of the the groups that I'm on, they're like, no, not another remake. I'm like, okay, but this one, I think we're going to let this one slide.
0: And also, this is where you draw the line. (laughs) (laughs) Can we all just not admit that remakes are basically the only thing that exists now and if... All of these other remakes are going to happen. Throw Candyman in there too, especially if Jordan Peele is involved. Come
1: on, yeah. Don't even get me started on this child's play situation. Have you heard? No. Oh my God. Well, we're going to tease this for the audience. We're not going to talk about that right now, but it's it's Stay pretty great. it's pretty it's kind of stupid. That's great. A lot of those are films that I myself would watch, but like what I wanted to do was like, if you've seen all those, you're like, we watched all those last Halloween. It's like, I mean, obviously you're gonna put on Hocus Pocus for the 50th time because my God, you know, you're not a monster. Um, <laughs> but if you're looking for something that's a little different, and some of these are like, not remakes or sequels, that some uh, Joe Blow person might not have heard about. And I have a bit of a selection for you to choose from. Uh, Some of them, like, they're a bit uh, buzzy, like you might have heard of them, right? So this is my recommendation to, like, stick with these. And then I have a few, too, that might be completely out of the blue that you should totally uh, seek out and find. Uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe is an excellent film uh, that came out in 2016, uh, and it's the story of this father and son coroner, and uh, they're about to, like, pack up for the night, and the sheriff brings this body, Jane Doe, and is like, oh, sorry for the late uh, notice, you guys, but we we don't know anything to do. we got to get an autopsy. She was found in a house, murdered family. It's very terrifying. Uh, and they start to do the autopsy, and it's just... So bizarre, like the the things that are hap- that she has died from, the causes of death. He's like, but this is not possible. There are no, there's no markings on the outside of her body. It's all stuff inside, and like obvi- weird things happen, and it's really, really, really terrifying. This one came out, and like uh, a lot of people recommended it to me, and I found it, I definitely think it is worth checking out. It's horrifying. Uh, it stars Brian Cox and Emile Hirsch as the father son duo, and it just freaked me the hell. So this sounds
0: like the kind of film that maybe is a little bit more kind of chilling... Psychological.
1: There are some. Oh, there are some are jumps. There is like it. Oh, it gets bad. Oh, yeah, and like not gross. I don't usually go for the gross. There will be some gross in here, but I mean that's not what of my. That's not my. Aim. It is. It starts off really chilling. It's just really nice. I've never seen a story go in that direction, and you're like, what the hell could it be? And just they, they peel away. That was a bad metaphor. Sorry. Oh. When talking about an autopsy, gross. Um, or is it? Um, it's apt. That is an apt metaphor. It I take apt. it back. Uh, yeah, and as they dive further into it and discover more and, like, horrible things start happening in their underground um, morgue. Oh, it would be. It is underground. And you know how, like, well into the past they used to have, like, the bells on people so that if they were buried mistakenly there would be... Ba- yes. Yeah, that's in there.
0: Oh, it my is God.
1: in there. So, yes, it's chilling and really cool and, like, the secrets are revealed. But then it's, like, straight up, like, what's that behind him? Oh, my God. Really scary. Really good story.
0: I like that. I like a combo. Yeah. I think. I don't like something that is 100% all things jumping out. From behind people, uh, because I feel like after a while you just kind of get desensitized to that kind of scare if it's not mixed in with some like more kind of sinister undercurrent. This one has a great stuff, and I've
1: never seen anything else like story wise about this. Someone out there will be like, oh, well, I know this thing. It's like, okay, prove me wrong. That's fine. I would love for another movie to watch. Put it on my recommendation list. Yeah. So the autopsy of Jane Doe. I'm adding it to my list. Please do. Uh, next up, uh, some of our listeners might have seen this already. It's on Netflix now. Um, Train to Busan. I don't know if I'm saying Busan right. Uh, it's a Korean zombie movie. Possibly, like, one of the best zombie movies I have ever seen.
0: Okay, and
1: I'm, not, I'm that's high praise. I'm throwing that out there. I don't even care.
0: There are a lot of zombie movies. There are a- and of those zombie movies, I expect you have seen... Most of
1: them. I've seen a lot of them, but there's like a lot of like those crappy, like low budget, like, oh, let's just put it together in a week kind of zombie movies out there. I've seen a few of those too. (laughs) Some of those are okay. Uh, But Train to Busan is, uh, so it's South Korea. And this guy, he's like sort of a neglectful dad, not like in a criminal way. Like he works too much. He, for his daughter's birthday, he brings her home a wee and she's like, dad, I have a wee. I, it's really really sad it's really touching and he is supposed to deliver his daughter to his ex-wife and they have to take the train zombie apocalypse these and these are fast zombies (laughs) yeah this is fast and uh but there's just something about it like the story is really good it's really touching i cried twice i cried a lot of things everyone like take note i do cry a lot and me too Uh, you know You'd cry at this.
0: I'm not called catharsis last for no reason.
1: But he has to like protect his daughter, and there's like, other, there's, like a, there's like a group that you sort of get to know more than others. There's these two old lady sisters. They're like in their late 60s, 70s, and they're there together, and they're scared. And uh, like the scares are good. And uh, it's just really, really riveting. Like uh, my husband was like, oh, I saw the zombie movie trailer. We got it. So we bought it. And I was like, that is one of the best zombie movies I've ever seen.
0: Side question. Mm. Do you prefer a fast zombie over a slow zombie? Are Are you breaking with the zombie tradition in your preference?
1: I don't know that I prefer it. When it's done well, when it's useful for the zombies to be fast, it's, oh my God, it's terrible. But I like a classic slow zombie. Like, that all started with 28 Days Later, pretty much. I, I don't think there were fast zombies before that. Um, and I'm not a big fan of 28 Days Later. It sounds like maybe
0: that's something you shouldn't be admitting to the people. Oh, oh my God, that's it. Right. Because <sighs> I'm
1: hoping they didn't hear but I'm not against a fast zombie. These are very fast zombies. And they get like they get twisty, too. They're like, oh, and this the way they use the train as like a it's really good use of the setting. Like and they go through tunnels and it's dark. And oh, my God, what are you going to do? But yeah, really good one. Really emotional. But like, don't get me wrong. It doesn't like it's not like a sweeping set. Sa- it's like a friggin scare fast. Highly recommend it. And it's on Netflix.
0: All right. So my favorite zombie movie Mm -hmm. is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, my God. Yes. So I don't even know. I think it counts. Oh, yeah. Right?
1: Shaun of the Dead is a a perfect film.
0: Thank you. I agree. It's a perfect film. Well, more on that later.
1: We'll we'll chug right along. So uh, three, and these are ones that, like I say, like a lot of our listeners, maybe not a lot, but a chunk of our listeners will have definitely heard of. For some, these will be new. And the third one is The Final Girls. Not to be confused with The Final Girl, which is a different movie that I haven't seen, so we're not going to talk about it. But Final Girls stars uh, Thaisa Formiga and Malin Ackerman. Taisa Fermiga has been on American Horror Story, and she's in The Nun. Melon Ackerman was—she's been in a lot, but, like, what was she? She was in The Comeback with Lisa Kudrow, that show. She was in Watchmen. She was the Silk Spectre. Well, um, yeah, she's great. Really funny. So this movie, uh, an Elia Shawkat from Arrested Development. Oh, yeah! Maybe. And Mrs., Mrs. from the Vampire Diaries, Nina Delbrev. I didn't think I was going to remember her name. I'm really proud of myself. Uh, so the premise for that is that uh, Thais and her pals, um, they go to a movie screening. Her mother, a year previous, who is Malin Ackerman, her mother dies in a car crash. It's not a spoiler. It's the first thing that happens. Get off my case. Um... But her mom was in a horror movie called Camp Blood, which is basically a Friday the 13th knockoff. Mm-hmm. So it's the anniversary of her death. And her nerdly friend, who is that fella who is on Silicon Valley, um, he desperately wants her to come to like this late night viewing of Camp Blood because her mom was in it. And she th- he thinks it'll be really cool for the people. So they go there. And then a fire breaks out during the movie. Uh, And she, like, she and her friends, like, I think it's with a machete, like a fake machete or something. She, like, cuts through the movie screen. She's like, guys, the fire exits are out here. And then they go through, and then they're in the movie. Oh, I like it. Oh, my God. It's really good. It's more funny. There are some scary parts. It's a bit more funny than scary. uh, But, oh. It's a it's a treat. It's definitely a treat. And I want to give a special praise to Angela Trimber. I'm not sure if that's how you say her name, but she plays like the sassy slut who's like, yeah, I'm here to have sex. And it's just... They're cheesy, but the kids from real world are not cheesy. And then, of course, she sees her mom as a person, not dead, but she's the character. Do you know what I mean? It's not as complicated as I'm making it sound. But like, so then she's like, oh, my God, you're my mom. It's like, no, that's not your mom. She gets killed, like, in this movie. This is going to be terrible. And guess what? I cried.
0: I am not surprised yeah.
1: and if
0: I were with you I would also have been crying.
1: Yeah. Uh, Adam Devine is also in it. He's that dude who looks like Jack Black who is in the Pitch Perfect movies and he's really funny. He's a character in the movie that they're trapped in so they have to figure out how to like get away from the guy and uh, yeah it's really cool. Like when there's a flashback all of a sudden everything turns black and white and they're like what the hell is going on? Why is everything suddenly black and white? And there's a slow motion sequence that you'll really enjoy. Nice.
0: I like a story within a story.
1: It's a really good story and I'm dying for them to make a sequel, I don't know if it's going to happen, but Final Girls is like a rollicking good time, if that's what you're looking for.
0: Any movie with a sassy slut uh, oh typically is, is the winner.
1: I don't want to give too much away because it's so funny, but at one point she gets, like, one of the girls has, like, this um, medication to, like, keep her up for her, like, studies for her exams, and she gets a hold of this. So she's, like, a sassy slut on speed, and it's pretty stellar. Whoa. Yeah, she's really good. Uh, We're going to take a trip back to the 80s now.
0: Oh, all right. Uh, I
1: don't know uh, if you know of a little film called Hell Night starring linda blair post exorcist she's not a child in this movie she's uh, in her 20s i believe uh and I discovered this one a few years ago. I had never heard of it ever before. Someone was like, oh, I can't wait to watch Hell Night on my new DVD. And I was like, what the hell is Hell Night? Is
0: it, is it Hell Night with an N or with a K in? Is it like a
1: medieval? <gasps> oh, I wish it was Hell Night with a K. It's not. There's no night. It's, it's a night of hell.
0: Uh, knight of hell. I'm oh, I'm slightly disappointed that there aren't knights from hell.
1: There must be a movie. You about know, hell um, and if there isn't.
0: On, on demon steeds. <laughs> yes! Suits of armor.
1: Demon Steeds! Love it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that this is not that movie. Maybe we should just cut it. Maybe we just won't talk about it now, <sighs> because now I'm so disappointed.
0: That's okay. We'll just, we'll have to make Hell Knight. K-N. Hell Knight. Hell Knight.
1: I'm excited about yeah. it. But while we're waiting for the production of Hell mm-hmm. uh Hell Knight is about this, there's this, is like, frat party. Uh, some of the sorority sisters are there, of course. And uh, it's a costume party. So it's kind of fun for Halloween. It doesn't take place on Halloween. They're just like, oh, the frat party's a costume party. There's no theme. They're all dressed in random things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter why. Not
0: even toga? No toga? Oh, I
1: think or... there must be a toga in there. But no, like, I can't remember. Like, she's dressed as, like, a princess, and somebody else is dressed as, like, a cowboy. Okay.
0: So just, to, yeah. you know, straight up.
1: Uh, yeah. If you've got a costume, wear it. Yeah, a mask, no masks. Oh. Nobody's wearing a mask, I don't think.
0: Well, this movie is just disappointing me left, right, and center, and I don't even know what it's about yet.
1: Oh, no, but you'll like it. Uh, it got panned. I don't know why. Well, you know, you never know. Uh, there are movies that we love that are classics today that people panned when they came out, so who knows? I'm not. Oh, I'm not saying that Hell Knight is a classic. Super fun, though. So Linda Blair and her sorority sister and two guys from the fraternity, uh, the Hell Knight in question is they have to go to this, like, spooky mansion of which there are stories of, like, the crazy family who was there and, oh, murder and secret child in the basement. I might be getting it kind of wrong, but, like, there's a secret child that, oh, did he die? Is any of this true? I don't know. So Linda Blair et al have to stay the night in this creepy mansion. Unbeknownst to them, and obviously, the fraternity brothers and sorority sisters have, like, the house rigged up with spooks for them. And, uh... And so that's what starts happening. But then guess what? Stories are true. Uh, Crazy, inbred, scary killer in the house. The secret child. Secret child. And he... Now no longer a child. No longer a child. And an adult, a scary adult, who kills a lot of them. Like most of them. So I
0: think something that intrigues me about this plot is the, the transition between the... The, the, the Greek life, uh, spooks yeah. and the realization that there is, uh, actually some yeah, real up to no good inbred.
1: Uh, that peels away nicely, uh, actually with it because there's always that thing was like, I mean, cause Linda Blair and her beau, um, cause obviously they're like into each other. Of course. The other two are actually gone off having sex up into right. a different room. Candles, yes. beautiful haunted mansion. Why wouldn't you? Uh, And so Linda Blair and her both are like, oh, that's just so-and-so with his pranks. And she's like, oh, guys, can you stop it? And then, of course, eventually the pranks are not pranks. It's the crazy, scary guy. And I found it genuinely scary. Like, it's cheesy. There's some cheese in there. But uh, there are certain movies that can, like, have a boatload of cheese and... Not, it doesn't... A well, boatload of cheese. But it doesn't, that boatload of cheese doesn't take you out of the scares. Because usually those for me are like the silly ones that are like so bad, they're good. This one is just like, it's just a really good rollick and good 80s slasher time.
0: The cheese doesn't dilute no. the scariness. It does not. That's the goal.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. And Linda Blair.
0: And my new goal is now... A, boatload of, a cheese. boatload of cheese. Maybe we'll do that after this. Literally. A boatload of cheese. Yeah.
1: Melted cheese, or like solid cubes, or like different cheeses.
0: I feel like lots of different kinds of cheeses, but I think there should be a melted cheese portion of the boat, like a hot tub.
1: Aha! Yes.
0: Um. You know, in the bow, full of nacho cheese. Yes. Surrounded by nachos. Yeah.
1: yeah. We are obviously thinking along. Yeah. Life.
0: But then elsewhere, in the boat, to make the entire boatload of cheese, lots of other yeah, lots of
1: other cheeses, and that'll be it.
0: And crudité, bit, you know, bit. and charcuterie. And that Let's be not a different podcast.
1: Because uh, you know what, we should do a separate podcast that is just talking about this boatload of cheese that we're going to create. Okay, it'll be a, like a ten episode. <laughs> Stay tuned, listener. Yeah, boatload of cheese coming to you soon. Yep. Uh So after a boatload of cheese, I mean hell night. Yes. Um. There's another movie um, called Ghostwatch that I want to talk about that was actually banned in the UK. Banned? Banned. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because what happened was Mm -hmm. in 1992, the BBC were having, on Halloween night, so again, you get that Halloween flair, um... On Halloween night, they had a bunch of like, you know, uh, British presenters and like the guy who plays Lloyd on Coronation Street and he's in Red Dwarf, like as themselves. They're like, tonight for uh, Halloween night for Ghost Watch, we're going to do like a real live haunting. We're going to go to this lady's house and she's been having creepy things happen to her. And like, and they're like, also over here on the phone lines, you know, we have people just call in and tell them your scary ghost stories and like we'll read some of them on the air and we have interviews l- lined up. But never once did they say it was fake. It was a War of the Worlds situation. That's what happened that's great it is great uh it did have some repercussions in my studies of it i don't want to go too deep into because it's not it was unpleasant but i mean i don't feel like it's their fault that's a longer conversation but the thing is if you had called into the line and with your scary story it would have been like thank you what you're watching is actually uh you know um not a hoax, not a spoof, but you know, it's actually a fictional uh, broadcasting. So, but you could still leave your scary ghost story. That'd be great, and keep watching. But the line was so flooded with calls because of people seeing things in, because like in the background of seeing, and there's some stuff that I missed. Like stuff will be happening, and the like the presenter is like, oh, we've gotten a call from someone who said that in the last frame of film they saw someone in the background. Let's go back. So people were like, flooding the BBC's phone line, so they couldn't get the answer. They were just getting a busy signal and then as things progress like it gets really scary you know that feeling and I don't often get this with horror movies because I watch them so often but you know that feeling when you're like you're walking up the stairs the, sta- the lights downstairs are off and you're like oh I forgot that thing down there and then you stand on the stairs and you're like I can't go down there Something's down there. After I watched Ghost Watch, I was like, I stood on my staircase for five minutes, literally. That might not sound like a long time to you. No, it is. But when you're just standing, yeah, when you're just standing there and like the bottom of the staircase is in darkness and you're in the light and you just. I can't. I, I think I needed to get my charger I might not have charged my phone I might have gone back up to bed It was really scary And like it takes a while to get there But the build is really good And even knowing that it was fake Is still like Because they used all the real presenters Like everyone thought this was a real show And the way they go about it is really spooky Oh that's good Yeah it's real good Ghostwatch And it's on Shudder Which is the uh, Netflix equivalent Of like just all horror movies
0: Okay, that one's bumped up to the yeah. top of my list now. It's good. Yeah, I think it's up my alley. Yeah.
1: So there you have it. Those are a bunch of movies uh, that you may or may not have heard about, but I'm telling you, there's something in at least one of those for you this Halloween season.
0: I cannot wait to watch at least some of them. <laughs> <laughs> get the time and then see I still have to work in Nightmare on Elm Street uh, the Garfield Halloween special um, Hocus Pocus you want
1: to actually watch Halloween this year because uh, Halloween the movie is coming out in October 19th I want to give an honorable mention to the movie Trick or Treat. Uh, It's one of my favorite Halloween movies ever. Many of you know it. It's old hat for you. Some of you out there don't know about it. One of the best Halloween movies I have ever seen. Anthology. Wicked. I watch it every single year. Watch Trick or Treat. Well, Phil. Did I scare you?
0: You did not.
1: Probably not, no. It's been us sitting here in a casual setting.
0: But the information that you have passed along to me, will scare me in the fullness of time.
1: Excellent. This has been a fun chat. This has been a great chat. I could do this all day long.
0: I know you could, and I love it. So let's keep doing it.
1: Yeah, we will. We will have many more chats about many other things horror-related, because I love it, and I want to share that with you and the people.
0: I look forward to it. Thanks, Phil. And thank you, people out there in Radioland, for listening to this, our first episode of Scare Me. Stay tuned.